Do you have goals, paths, or journeys that you know you want? You even know the Lord wants it too, but they are far-reaching, almost impossible to reach. Do you become paralyzed in moving towards your goal? The Lord promises a path, but do you struggle to see that path? I have a simple rule that I use with myself and my family, and it figuratively involves packing a camel. Welcome to the Simple Joyful Home Podcast. Join Emily and Alicia, two moms doing their best. This is a podcast about Come Follow Me and the Book of Mormon, and how anything you learn from the scriptures can be transformed into practical and simple solutions to strengthen your home, your relationships, and even yourself. If you're ready to triumph over self-doubt and increase the joy in your heart and in your home, join them on this inspired journey. Take it away, ladies. Hey, it's Alicia. Oh, this is Emily. (laughs) Hey, and this week it's Come Follow Me, January 6th through the 13th. And we're focusing on 1 Nephi chapters 1 through 7. And what kind of floated to the top for us, chapters 3 and 4, about Nephi's story with his family and how he like traveled and um, they left Jerusalem and that kind of stuff. So that's what we kind of want to focus on. And also we pulled or in chapter three, verse seven, the I will go and do verse. We love that verse and that it talks about also that the Lord provides a way. So we also wanted to talk a little bit about that. Let's give you a little backstory, um, Emily version of it, but uh, Lehi has sons and he is asked to leave Jerusalem and travel in the wilderness. And his son Nephi um, is just a really faithful, awesome guy. And they're traveling the wilderness and they leave. And they realize they need, the Lord wants them to go back to Jerusalem and get the brass plates. And those are like the history of their um, past prophets and, and like family history kind of thing. And it's really important that they have it. And so Lehi's like, hey, boys, I need you to go back and get these plates. And Nephi's like, oh man, we just traveled. I mean, all the boys were probably like, okay. <laughs> and so Nephi really loves his father and trusts his father. And so he went himself and he figured out his own testimony of that. And like the Lord also confirmed to him what he needed to do. And so he knew what he needed to do, but I'm sure there was like, how do we get these plates? How do we go all the way back to this city where they don't really like us very much into this, to ask this really greedy leader who's not very nice if we could have something valuable of his So I'm sure he was like kind of overwhelmed, but he knew that he needed to do it because his father wanted him, Henry father wanted him. So he's probably like, like in his tent, probably getting ready and packing. And he could in one choice, make the choice to just kind of stew about it and make like this intricate plan of like how they're going to go in and get the plates. Or he could just do what he knows what to do. And he's probably thinking, you know what? I know how to pack a camel. Let's pack the camels. Or I know how to travel to Jerusalem. So I'm going to, because we just came from there. So I know how to get there. And so he just started like, in my eyes, like probably just did steps to get there. Even when they got there, they're outside Jerusalem and they're probably thinking, okay, now how do we get the plates? And so they draw straws. I mean, that's kind of how I like, and they take each little step. And so they draw straws and they try that and that didn't work. And so they came out like, well, maybe we can buy the plates. So they go and get all their past jewels that they had left behind and their money. And they go and they try to buy the plates and that didn't work. And so, okay, so I have to interject here. Yes. By this point, how many of us would be like, okay, we gave it our best effort. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Layman and Lemuel thought, hey, we have yeah. <laughs> given it our best effort. And sometimes we take the step to go in 
to the path that the Lord has for us, even if it seems big and overwhelming. And we have the faith to take the first couple steps. Right. But then when it doesn't go smoothly, we think, oh, it must be the wrong path. Right. Oh, and I know. So making he, sure yeah. that and he knew he had a, he had been converted to the Lord's question and task for him. He yeah. knew he needed to do it and he stuck with it. And that just, is another Yeah, he part. just kept doing what the Lord kind of laid out for him. But I don't think that he knew at the beginning what was going to happen in the very end and how they're going to get the plates. So I think the Lord kind of gave him like a line upon line, like step by step. And it probably was just inspired by, okay, you know what, Nephi, it's all right. I got you. Let's just pack the camel. And so he just packs the camel. <laughs> yep. Just you know? go on your next date. That's how it was with my husband. Just yeah. go on the next date. You don't have to marry him yet. Just go on the next date. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> like it is. It's like, so anyway, I just love, love this story so much. Um, I, I just love these first chapters of the Book of Mormon. They are so family oriented. I feel like there's so many great things you can pull out of, of the family. Nephi had so much faith to go and do, but I think sometimes if we apply it to our lives, we also kind of know what we want to do and we have goals and desires and journeys, but sometimes that goal just seems so far that we then start getting overwhelmed and we, we become paralyzed in our actions. And so I just want to share kind of what I've learned in my journeys of like just being a mom and in life, like when it does become so overwhelming, what is the, what is just one thing I can do? What is one step that I can do that I know how to do so that I'm working in that path because the Lord has a path laid out for us, but sometimes it's in the tiny little steps that gets us there. So I'm going to share a little story about my my little boy, Sam, he is 10 years old and he had been sick for like three days. So he had stayed home from school. He had the flu. And when the day came that he was feeling better, I knew he was better. He knew he was better. He woke up and he's like, mom, I just, I can't go to school. Like all of a sudden he became really overwhelmed with going to school. And so, um, I was like, okay. Like it was so overwhelming that he was like in tears. Like there was just, it was a like even just the thought of him going to school is just so overwhelming for him. Um, and so I just said, you know what, Sam, let's just eat breakfast. So we just, I was like, let's just get breakfast in you and that he could handle. So he's like, okay, yes, I'll go eat breakfast. So then after he ate breakfast, I'm like, why don't we just like, let's just get dressed for the day. You know, I didn't even add like school into the next, like, let's just get dressed. He's like, okay, okay, let's just brush our teeth. And all of a sudden, like he's doing these like moves that I knew were leading him to school, but in his mind, that's what he could handle. And so it was just these tiny steps. And then all of a sudden he was snowballing. He was putting on his coat. He was like getting his backpack. He knew like in his mind, all of a sudden he can now reach the, this scary end result of going to school. He was now getting there and he knew he could do it. And then he walks out the door and he, and he's able to walk to school. So anyway, I, this is like a very simplified like story from, um, from, like Nephi's story. I just wanted to share it because I just thought it's the tiny little things that we do. Even if the goal is little of just getting to school, sometimes it can still be paralyzing for others. And just those little tiny things that lead us there. I think if you're feeling a failure a lot in your life, I remember um, just this last year, I signed up for a half marathon. But before I signed up for the half marathon, I sat on it for like two weeks because I said, I even said this out loud to my husband, which took a lot of courage. I said, I can't handle failing at one more thing. What yeah. if I quit? 
What yeah. if I quit? I can't quit one more thing or I will have lost all confidence in my yes. abilities. And he said, well, you just have to, you won't quit. You just put, you just, every day you get up and you exercise. Right. Just, that's it. You just get up and exercise every day. And even if you walk the whole thing, you finished. Right. And so every day I would get up and write down how far I went or what I went. And I didn't think I signed up, but I didn't think about the half marathon at all. Right. It was out there, but my goal was not the half marathon from that point forward. My goal was every day do something every day, do something. So I would get up and every day I would do something to build my muscles, something. And that was my only goal. And then when, unless you think that I went and ran the race, people, that did not happen. <laughs> I did go and I, my husband went with me and he was amazing because he carried all my snacks. And I know you guys are thinking you were going 13.1 <laughs> miles, lady. You don't need hey, snacks. That's a long time. But mama needed all the snacks um, <laughs> more than, you know your average goo at the <laughs> stations and he carried all my snacks and he walked with me because sometimes you need small steps and you need someone to do it with you. Yeah, I agree with that. And people I finished, I think I would have to pull the statistics. I think I was like the last and in the last five of the whole people, <laughs> whole people of all, all the, the people, people who finished this half marathon. Um, I'll look it up for you. No, <laughs> but <laughs> it good. was, but I finished I didn't quit and I finished. And sometimes that's all we need to do to build our confidence is just change the way we're looking at our goal, like Emily is saying, right. and bring it to the smaller things that we have more control over. And and if if even the small things are difficult, grab someone who believes in your abilities. Oh, like there, yeah. there is someone around you. And if you don't have anyone, you put it in the comments and we will be your <laughs> cheering squad. Yeah, seriously. Because there is someone who believes in you. It's amazing what I've accomplished in my life with a friend. Yes, it's so true. Yeah, it's so true. So those small things, um, I think the lesson here is so great. There's a, a great story out there um, about the Navy SEALs and BUDS training. My husband is uh, military, so he's very involved or he loves to read about this kind of stuff. And there's a BUDS training where they train the Navy SEALs. So BUDS, BUDS training is yes. basic underwater demolition seal training. So, so this is like intense training. People, doesn't that sound fun? <laughs> Not even a little bit. Um, so they're in this training, which is very intense. And this is not their first week of BUDS training. They've been in BUDS training for a little while. When they go to what's called Hell Week, I know we're on a religious podcast, but that's <laughs> what they right. call it. That's a real. Um, they're going to be having seven days in the wilderness with very little sleep, very little food, and a lot of intense training. That night, when they get started, they put them out on the beach and they let them overlook the sunset and watch the sunset go down. And as they're watching the sunset, they have a bell. I think it's called the drop bell. Oh, yes, the drop bell. Where at any point, you can ring the bell and you're not out of the Navy, but you no longer are part of the Navy SEALs training. And you can ring that bell at any point to release yourself from what I would consider torture. Um, (laughs) So they are sitting on this, this beach and they're watching the sunset. And as they're watching the sunset, their instructor is basically saying take the sunset in folks, because it's going to get crazy. And then he goes through all the things they're going to have to do and the things, 
the hard things they're going to have to do and how they're not going to get sleep and they won't be food and they're going to be in the water for this long. I can't tell you all the things he tells them, but he basically gets in their head about all the hard things that they're going to be doing. Very, very difficult things. Yeah. Things that we would look at and just instantly be like, how is that humanly possible? Right. But these men have already done so much to prepare themselves to be there. Yet this one speech will get some of those men to ring the bell. Wow. They have done tremendously hard things before they ever arrived there. And yet all they did was hear all the hard things, all the hard things. They like psych themselves out. They chose to leave. We do that sometimes in our life. We see something big that the Lord has planned for us, and we think of all of our inadequacies. We start running. We start looking at the sunset of that opportunity instead of all of the strength and the light that we have to accomplish it. Right. And so I think if we can it's remember- It's not like they have to do all of those things at once. once, it's going to be like, you know, over the course of so many days and maybe there'll be really hard times, but you don't know that. But if you think of all of that in one moment, yeah, you're going to get overwhelming, way overwhelmed. Yeah. And so really bringing it back to the small tasks, they've done all of this before. They've been very, very prepared. And I think the same is true or the same is true in our lives. When the Lord is asking us to do something, he's given us the tools we need to accomplish it. Right. And he will continue to to give us additional grace and help as we need it moving forward. Right. So recognizing when we're hearing those thoughts and we're starting to beat ourselves up or think that we're not enough, or we have no ability to accomplish those tasks is again, that opposition in all things. Right. If you're hearing that in your head, there is an opposite to that in the same situation. And so finding that for yourself and then breaking it down into something that you can see a positive result oh, coming yeah. from. So that's like two great examples of like something really deep and sometimes really hard. I mean, that's a really big goal for those like men who are having the goal of being a seal, you know, versus like a little boy just needing to go to school, you know, I mean, and so there's, there's such a wide range and to know that each one of those really have something in common by just taking like tiny little steps and not getting overwhelmed by the big picture. Right. Even with us, like we have a special ability of being a mom to see like it's particularly with our kids, some of those bigger goals and to helping them break it down. I think that's really good. And another thing that like I've done with my kids is making sure that when they do those little steps to praise them for doing them. And then also um, when they accomplish those those uh, tasks, to remind them of them when they hit another hard time, to yes. build on those all the time. Like my, I had a son who had a lot of anxiety in like second grade. He was just, it was just like paralyzing him in a lot of areas. And the biggest thing that we helped him was reminding him of the stuff he had accomplished and being like, remember when that was really hard and you did that? How did that make you feel, you know, and remembering and we need to do that as adults too. Like when we have like big things we're working on, like for example, for me, I started this blog and it was really like nerve wracking to like get a website going and like put all this content out and get all these pictures and everything all ready. But because I did all of that, that was something hard, but it was such a rewarding experience and such a great pivotal time in my life that when Alicia asked me to do a podcast, I'm like, uh, yeah, I have the confidence because I did that. And all of a sudden, yeah, there's a lot you need to get ready for a podcast, but 
I know the little steps I can take because that's what I did when I started my blog. So it really does build and it really helps us when we have like a bigger path and journeys. And yeah, anyway. I love that you say to bring out the positive things. For me, I do this well for my children and I'm learning how to do it better for myself. And we're really intentional about pointing out the positive things that we're accomplishing in life. It builds our confidence and we don't do it nearly enough. No, we we, we think, oh, that was great. That went great. And then we move on to the next thing because it wasn't a problem. But then when the problems come or when, when we run into roadblocks, we, we tend to focus on those more. So we miss the opportunity that we've had in the past to build ourselves a strong foundation right. by not saying it to ourselves, like literally saying it to yourself, like, you know what? Thank you for running on the treadmill this morning. And that right. sounds like cheesy <laughs> and corny and who does that? Right. But I promise you, if you start pointing it out and thanking yourself, rewarding yourself with words for the things that you're doing right, you will start to feel more confidence and power to overcome big challenges because you know you can do some right. things and you've logged it in your mind. You have to practice that. That doesn't yes. always come like easy. In fact, with my family, so chores, right? When I have like a list of chores for my boys to do, there's a bit of like sunken shoulders and shuffling <laughs> of feet, right? And um, so one thing in my chore list, and I really feel like the Heavenly Father inspired me to do this. This is also the time when my son had a lot of anxiety and it was one of their chores is to say 10 positive things. Mm -hmm. And so it's always the first chore they do because all they have to do is stand there and say it. I love it. And so they walk up to their chore chart or whatever. We change it all the time, but they walk up and they're sunken shoulders and they're like, I'll do 10 positives. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, and it can be anything like it, and it can be, I try to encourage them to do something about themselves, but anything they like in their life. And so they'll be like, okay. Um, I like cheese. I like to play ball. I like my brother Finn and I like to run around and all of a sudden like they start listening and their voices start to change. Their shoulders start to change. Like all of a sudden they're not sunken and they have a little bit more energy <laughs> to then tackle the dishes. And I don't know what it is, but it has worked for, I've been doing it for probably like four years and they just do it and it's every day and it's a great practice for them to see like the positive things around them, the things they like around themselves. It is an, a life changing experience. So anyway, and it's oh, just people. a practice and I should do that on my own chore chart. <laughs> just yes. And they say it out loud and they have to tell me or one of their brothers. Anyway, so I love this. Lincoln only has to do three and we usually do it at night. So I think sleep is getting all the benefits no. of the positives. I need to up the positives and move it to the morning. No, so I'm so glad you do that. Like it, I just think that that is such a great thing to incorporate in our days. And I do it more in the summertime when I have like better chore charts. But anytime <laughs> my boys are like in a slump, I'm like, why don't we do 10 positives? They're going to hate that when they're older. They're going to be like mom and her 10 positives, but <laughs> whatever. Anyway, I love it. Um, so I also heard, so this is, we're going to take it back. We kind of had some fun stories there, but um, of just like how we take those little steps um, to accomplish things. And so I heard this, I, I don't remember where I heard this, but someone was talking about um, like what successful people do to be successful. And that kind of caught my mind because everyone wants to be successful. Um, they said, 
it's all about that they break down the habits of their day. So for example, say you want to go to the gym. It's really hard and you're not like great at going to the gym on a consistent basis, but you know, you want to go to the gym. You know that the results that you get from the gym is definitely something you want. So the desire and the the goal is there. Sometimes we don't, you know, we have that, that's strong, but it's the in-between stuff that is preventing us from getting there and becoming paralyzed. And I don't know if you mm-hmm. psych yourself out for exercising. Um, I put all... my workout clothes on every morning <laughs> and then I pray. And then you pray. <laughs> and that's exactly what they do. So they said, okay, if you have the gym, this is what they do. Instead of focusing on getting the gym and all the energy it takes to go to the gym, just work on putting on your exercise clothes. Okay. Now the next step, just getting your shoes on. Next step. Okay. Just getting your water bottle ready. Okay, just putting the water bottle in the car. Okay, we're just going to start the car and back out of the driveway. You know, and all of a sudden you're in this motion, kind of like Sam in the backpack, you know, when he's going to school. All of a sudden you're in the motion and you're at the gym. Well, you might as well take use of the time of the gym and work out, right? And I think one of the keys to that is I keep hitting my mic stand, people, so if you're hearing a big boom, <laughs> she wants apparently to make a point. I talk with my hands. Um, but one of the keys to that is don't beat yourself up if you get your workout clothes on, you get your shoes on, you right. fill your water bottle, and then somebody pukes. I mean, <laughs> it's or something, right? Like it's okay. Yeah. Give yourself credit for how far you have come. Oh, I love you that. You put your you put your workout clothes on. You got your shoes on. You got your water bottle. You won. Right. You won. Right. Don't beat yourself up for what you didn't do. Take what you've done. Be proud of the little steps. And do more. There is a model in organizational development when they're trying to accomplish change. And they do, they do this for businesses. Mm-hmm. It's called appreciative inquiry. And it's taking what you're doing well and, and trying to get more of it. And so you appreciate what went well. And then how am I going to get more of that? That worked right. well. How am I going to get more of that? And any time we're working to create change in our life, which is really every day right. with everything, Because beating ourselves up will never help us or not recognizing how far we've come. I mean, we got out of bed and we had a choice and we made a good choice to put on the workout clothes. So it didn't come to the end result we were hoping for. It was way better than what it could have been. Yeah. You could have turned down the opportunity altogether. Exactly. So use that appreciative inquiry. I also do it when I'm cooking dinner. Mm. So... Have you ever been like, what are we going to have for dinner? Oh, you, know, you, you know, you want to cook dinner. So the desire's there. The goal is there. Right. But it's like the frozen, like oh. you're paralyzed and even what to cook. People, meal <laughs> plans. I've tried every meal plan. I know. Yeah. I'm Cooking just not dinner. good. Ugh. Anyway. So for me, it's like all I needed, like, I'm just to take this in steps. So I know how to open the fridge and look in the fridge. Okay. Yep. That broccoli needs to be used. So we're going to have broccoli and all of a sudden, okay. And you know what? I'm just going to I'm just going to start thawing meat because that takes the longest, right? So I'm going to start thawing some chicken or whatever. And then all of a sudden the pot is on. Okay, now I'll throw some pasta. Like all of a sudden the meal just starts coming together just because we took a tiny step to like get it there. So anyway, Nephi had it right. You know, he took those tiny steps. He he knew how to pack that camel. So he knew how to take it the steps to Jerusalem. And he took the steps little bit by little bit. And it may seem like he was probably thinking that all on his own. And sometimes we may be thinking this all on our own, but it's really the Lord inspiring us to take just the step in the right direction. So the Lord is with us every step of the way because he promises us in that scripture. So in, in, and I'll read this scripture to you because I think it's so great. Um, First Nephi chapter three, verse seven, 
Um, and it came to pass that Nephi said unto my father, I will go and do the things which the Lord hath commanded. So he had his goal. He knew what he wanted to do. He knew what the Lord wanted to do. And he said, for I know that the Lord giveth no commandments unto the children of men, save he shall prepare a way for them that they may accomplish the things which he commanded them. So he has the prepared way. He has the steps ready and laid out for us. We just have to take the little steps we know how to do to get us in that direction because that's the Lord's path. So don't underestimate those small little things that we can do because it is the Lord's path. You know, yep. it takes us there. So. By small and simple things, great things will be brought to pass. It's yeah. just another, so many examples of that in the scriptures. I love it. So to wrap this up, the next time that you feel paralyzed in your goals and dreams, um, just think of you know, packing your camel. What is what you can do to focus on the tiny steps that you know how to do? So what is your next tiny step? We know you have goals out there, people. <laughs> so give us your next tiny step. See you next time. See ya. We hope you felt at home with us today and that the inspiration shared here will lead you to the simple solutions God has to help you have a more joyful life and home. We would hate to miss you when we gather for our next chat. So hit the subscribe button below so that we can catch you next time for our episode, whatever we're doing. Mm. Uh, simple, joyful home. Uh, simple, joyful home. People, it's okay. If we had to get this perfect, we'd record it a hundred times. <laughs> we so, don't got time for that. We, okay. <laughs> exactly. We'll, so, we'll see you next time. See you next time. <laughs>